Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. button there it is hello everybody it has been a week you missed us life happening and uh you, we couldn't do the podcast but we're back we're back instructions unclear dick stuck in blender <laughs> as, as you heard that voice that voice is joining us is alex bitches i got nothing else <laughs> Um, and then also joining us as well is uh, no other than the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Dietz. I I would like to know exactly how bad those instructions were for you to get your dick stuck in the blender. They're in Chinese, I think, but it could have been a blend of Chinese and Japanese. I don't know. Is there some kink in Japan, China that I don't know about? Probably. <laughs> you know. You know what? We thought of a kink. Just now, it exists. Period. Yeah, yeah like, I, I think so too. Yeah, I, I believe it. You know the rules of the internet, bro. Come on. It's it's the Jamba Juice kink. There you go. Yeah. I gotta fuck that pomegranate paradise. Oh yeah. God, damn, that just hurts just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a few things we want to I want to announce here before we get right into the uh, show itself. Uh, first off, thank you for those who voted in our polls for our new website. Uh, uh, address that's going to be happening pretty soon. Actually, it might be tonight. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this or watching this, uh, by next week, the address has already changed. But uh, you guys have voted. It's going to be officially going to be changed from missionstartpodcast.com to missionstart.tv. If it fucks up your bookmarks, suck it up, Trebek. Ex- absolutely. We'll have a new sure. website and also we'll be put, putting that money apparently to a, uh, an island that Reserve that .tv name. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, but outside I, from that... I'm uh, too lazy for that. But. <laughs> outside of that, um, I think it was last podcast I, I said this, and uh, there was no update for those who were kind of wondering what happened in my uh, career job hunting life. Um, I'm happy to report that, yes, I finally got the job. I'm employed, and I video edit. It's fucking awesome. So, yeah. I'm Took him long enough. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a late bloomer. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell <laughs> I'm, me I'm wrong. I, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, things are good, which means that, uh, yeah, more stuff out of me. So, um, but uh, with all that being said, I think you're all here for one thing and one thing only. My dick in a blender. 
Oh, God. Um, is <laughs> 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 it talks about the game news, not put your dick in the blender. Um, so, I'm going to start off like last time, and uh, I will start off with my news story. This is off of TheVerge.com, written by Tom Warren. Microsoft, no plan to release more Xbox exclusives on Nintendo Switch or PS4. Xbox fans were surprised earlier this year when Nintendo thanked, quote, our friends at Microsoft for making Cuphead on Switch a reality. And earlier this week, Microsoft also revealed it will publish Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition on Nintendo Switch. While Microsoft and Nintendo have also been teaming up to promote cross-platform play, it looks like we won't see any of the first-party uh, Xbox exclusive games uh, heading to the Switch or PS4. Quote, this past year has been an exciting time for us as we have more than doubled the internal creative teams making up Xbox Game Studios, unquote, says Microsoft spokesperson in a statement by GameIndustry.biz. Quote, as these new studios transition in, we, are, we were aware of some existing commitment to other platforms and will honor them. However, going forward, these new studios will focus on making games for our platforms. We will have no plans to further expand our exclusive first-party games to other consoles. We continue to believe deeply in cross-play and progression, uh, progression of games uh, with the right flexibility for developers to ensure a fair and fun experience. Unquote. So, here's my here's my initial thoughts on it. First off, it's awesome the fact that people on the Switch can finally play Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, on it is a it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, it's awesome. If you haven't played it, please play it. It's a, it's a really good game. Second off, I can call them bullshit on Microsoft on that front. It'd be really weird for them to say that they're. Giving people on Nintendo Switch, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Cuphead, and that's it. Um, as, as we've seen in the past couple year or two, you know, we've seen Microsoft and Nintendo team up to um, cooperate on, on certain things, and there's not obvious uh, teamwork between there's, the two companies. There's a big key thing that you, in the, in that quote that you read that absolutely tells you that this is not the only one that I think a lot of people are completely missing. It's first party. Yikes. First off, they said first party. Secondly, they also said no plans right now. Mm-hmm. Meaning that a lot of their games that are coming well, to the Xbox right away aren't going to the Switch right away and that it could in the future. To be fair, though, they'll say that a lot of the times about, like any company will say that. Like right now, they always leave themselves that leeway, right? Because yeah, well, it's one of those like, well, we're not looking into it right this second. So maybe they'll do it in the future. Maybe they but won't. But I think that's important to note when it comes to how the article is presented. Yeah, I guess. I guess it could be important. It is, and and I and I and I, and I truly believe that Microsoft. Um, I truly believe that yes, like there'll be more games that be coming to the Nintendo Switch, um, whether there'll be first party exclusives or not. Um, I think that there'll be many many more to come. Uh, which leads me to, and this is this is me theory thinking on this one. Um, I, I and I, I'm gonna beat this drum again, but I think that ultimately at some point there will be Game Pass coming to the Switch. Um, I, I ultimately do. <laughs> I see Greg shaking his head. I ultimately believe that that's that's their end game, and I think it's gonna happen. I think that at some I, point. I don't. I don't think uh, Nintendo would allow that. I. Th- I, mean, I don't think Microsoft would allow it. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, if it expands, if they had a separate purchase for 
that Game Pass, then I think Microsoft would allow it. So it, it's not like you buy it for the Xbox and you get it on the Nintendo Switch. Because that's not increasing their business, really. It's not. But if it's you can buy it for one and the other, or one or the other, you have to buy two of them, eh, maybe they do that. But I don't see Nintendo allowing it because what does it actually give Nintendo other than more people that are on their consoles playing other games? Hmm. There's that, yeah. Hmm. I, I think that Nintendo at this point with their Switch, like when you go onto their, their store, it's very, very, very indie heavy right now. That's true. That's true. Um, and I, and, and when, when you think of it from that perspective, if Nintendo had the option of getting more indie games on their console, that would be a thing. Um, but as for AAA first-party titles... I think I agree with you, Alex, because that would then might detract from their first party titles. Yep. Possibly. I, 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 you, more like, than, they're more all than about like, the cross, yeah. they're all about the cross play, but they are at the end of the day still a business. That's they true. have to justify whatever they do to their stockholders. I'm one of them. Fucking watching you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys are, you guys are probably right. You guys are right on that point. I just feel the way that Microsoft's been headed towards, and I, in, I've heard arguments before of like, you know, what are they really pushing for? Game Pass or their consoles <coughs> or both? Like, what's a really end goal? And I, and I still truly believe that Game Pass is their end game. I think that that's the most important thing to them than selling a console. Um, I, you guys are probably right, but my gut is still telling me it's going to happen. We already have a pseudo game uh, Microsoft what's the application on Switch right now. Like you can actually download an app, uh, Microsoft application on the Switch, which just ties like your online friends and other, maybe achievements, but like nothing, anything else too deep. But the seeds are there. There's a Microsoft application. I maybe maybe it is uh, not Game Pass, but like I want to say Xbox Live is on um, the Switch that you can it's download. Not it's absolutely it's, it's, not. It's like the smart glass thing. Is that what you're talking about? Might have been. Like I know that there is a there's a thing you can download on the Switch where it just ties into your friends and uh, to your one uh, believe achievements as well. He's but gonna literally pull up fucking Microsoft Xbox Live. Just look up. Just anything. look up Xbox and see what pops up, Greg. We're doing it. Recorded on this I'll video. Ty- I'll type in. I'll type in Xbox X B O X. Type of them X go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Zero results, Anthony. Hmm. Here, I'll type in Microsoft. I don't know where you saw this because it's not uh, this, true. This was I remember. I remember uh, reading about it, and uh, I, be- I believe it hasn't been released, and it's probably maybe still in the works or something of that nature. Um, I'm not going crazy. Like I know it's a thing. Zero result for Microsoft. Okay. It may have been not released yet. Like I'm not, I'm not going... going crazy. Uh, but are you? No. I, I, if you literally look up on Google right now, Microsoft and X and Nintendo Switch, like it is, like it, it is, it is a thing that has been in development or they've been ta- they have talked about it. Um, they may have talked about it, but talking about it doesn't mean shit. Honestly, until uh, it's done, it's not done. I don't. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we'll get basically what I have on my phone mm-hmm. on the smart glass, which is an yeah, app. Like, the Microsoft Companion app is what yeah. they call it now. I think it that used to be Xbox Smart Glass. 
Okay. But we're not getting fucking Game Pass on the Switch. That's not a fucking thing. Yeah, I just, I don't see any benefit from Nintendo allowing that, honestly. Other than them basically being like, well, maybe we'll sell a couple more consoles. But honestly, if you already have the Game Pass, you already got an Xbox. That's true. They're working to sell consoles with their first party titles, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not pulling anything extra by letting Microsoft put the Game Pass on your console. Just not. I'm just... I'm very curious to see how how much more uh, of a relationship between Nintendo and Microsoft is going to continue. Um, kind of going back to the original story of like having more, you know, having these first party games, oh, not first party, but like uh, having some of Microsoft games coming come to this uh, Switch um, and then soon to be more down the future, <laughs> assumedly. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how that develops. Like, what's what what is more they can pr- cross promote and cross do, and you know, in due time we'll find out. But I think that there's definitely going to be something I think that people will would not expect. And again, I'm being a gem, uh, being a gem of the Game Pass, but like, there, if it's not Game Pass, it's something else. I think that there's definitely something that I think people don't know about, or I don't know about. I think honestly, I just think we're going to see more third party uh, consoles come across. I think that's really what it is. Like end of discussion. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Eh, I, I think I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, could be. I maybe maybe uh, yeah. But time will tell. Time will do tell. All right. So that's my story. So on coming to bat, it's gonna be uh, <coughs> Greg Dietz. Um, all right, so my story, which was on multiple pages, not just one, but I pulled the one from IGN. Uh, it's about how uh, there's a revival of sorts of Telltale games. Um, so quite some time ago, uh, I actually don't remember the date. I'm actually trying to look it up right here. Uh, it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Uh, Telltale announced that they were... Closing down, that they were, uh, uh, they 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 went bankrupt. Uh, when when investigators kind of went into why it was a lot of like, they were hemorrhaging money for various reasons. They were not spending money correctly. They were forcing a lot of employees to work crunch hours and all. It was it was a terribly run business. Funny enough, as much as those games were entertaining, awful run business. Um, and they had to basically put the whole thing up on the market. Um, so a company by the name of LCG Entertainment purchased Telltale Games here very, very recently. And uh, brought in a couple people, very few, I want to say like four, uh, that were originally from Telltale Games um, to basically build Telltale back up. And make it something that it was before. However, there's a caveat to this. A lot of the talent, in, uh, including writers, um, the uh, uh, staff that worked on the game uh, uh, for uh, programmers and and uh, the general workforce, really, are not coming back. Which was, I think they said, like a solid 90%. Yeah. All of the people that they basically laid off without warning. Right, right. Um, which I don't blame them for not wanting to come back. I, do, I totally fucking understand well, that. To be fair, they're also currently suing the company. So, you know. There's that too. 
Complications because I'm coming back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be fair. They're they're suing the guys that ran the company because the tide, like the company name, is been bought, and so I don't think LCG is going to have anything to do with the lawsuit, as far as I know. They bought. They bought everything. They buy everything. You buy debt. You buy content. You buy everything. So the lawsuit's on them to settle. Well, that's what that's that's the part about the, the 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 contract or what they bought. Um, that's interesting to me is that not all of the IPs they get to keep. That essentially, um, uh, Marvel went back to Marvel, so no more unless they make a new deal. There's going to be no more Marvel-based Telltale games. Um, the uh, Minecraft went back to, to Microsoft, and uh, Walking Dead went to Skybound. They do not have any rights to those IPs anymore, so they can't make those games unless they make a new deal of some kind. Um, and so that 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 said to me that because of the way that those work, that contract work, that they might not have to deal with that stuff. But it doesn't. Well, it's not super fucking clear in the article. So the, the 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 question with those is how are those contracts specifically worded? Because if those contracts are specifically wor- uh, tied to people who are no longer at the company, like the people who ran it, and or it's tied to like if the company goes under, all rights revert back. Like there, there's so many different ways they could have worded the contracts that without seeing them, we could sit here and spin things all day long. And who knows? Yeah. Well, it says it says right here for for the sake of the IPs. Um, uh, however, Warner Brothers license, like the 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 Batman one and the Wolf Among Us, um, can be reactivated by new Telltale. They they kept saying new Telltale, by the way, in the article. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our information source says the WB likely blessed Batman and Wolf Among Us for the sale to go through the LGC Entertainment. Um. So at the very least, we know that the new Telltale can work those IPs. Uh, it talks about what games. This is probably a lot of interesting stuff. This is why did Telltale Games shut down? Telltale Games was founded in 2004 when developers worked on point-and-click adventure games like Sam and Max. It wasn't until 2011 when Telltale released an episodic adventure for The Walking Dead, which caused them critical success. Uh, selling over 28 million units <clears throat> as of July 2014, and winning numerous game awards, game of the year awards. However, Telltale was never able to reach the same peaks as they did the first time, the first season of Walking Dead. Furthermore, crunch, creative meddling, and other structural problems at the development studio created a stressful work environment for many of the developers tasked with making new episodic content with uh, sometimes within weeks. In 2017, company co-founder Kevin Brewer stepped down from the company, and the company laid off 90% or 90 employees. Not 90%, just 90 employees. In 2018, Telltale Games announced the majority clo- studio closure. 90% of the workforce were laid off, and a skeleton crew remained to uh, remained to complete work on Minecraft story mode. While some games like Walking Dead were saved, developers and employees who were laid off were reportedly given no warning or severance. Uh, Telltale's <clears throat> former management is currently facing a class action lawsuit over California okay. labor laws. So maybe they did tie it to the management itself. Because that's I'd what be I surprised. had heard. So yeah, I, th- um, I think it, I think that's going to also depend too on how Telltale was set up. Was it an LLC? Was it incorporated? Was it a corp? Like because each one of those has different amounts of liability attached to it. So for like an LLC, 
they can sue the company, they can take the company from you, but you as an individual are withheld from that. Whereas, like, an incorporation, they can go after your house. So, right, right. it's going to really depend on how Telltale was, like, brought together as a business. Was it incorporated, LLC, whatever it happens to be. Right, and and, and I think, to an extent, if, if LCG does have to deal with those lawsuits because they took 100% of the responsibility by buying the company. Um, They'll probably just settle it. I was going to say, they're settling yeah. gift severances. They'll, they'll, they'll probably yeah. just be like, hey guys, they fucked you. Here's the severance you were owed. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think that's, that's the best best case scenario. Absolutely. But the, the, the flip side to this, which I think is the interesting part, other than the lawsuit aspect, um, if this is the case, an, LL, an LGC wants to build Telltale back up, do you think that they're going to go after IPs that they've had before or that Telltale had before? Or do you think they're going to try to get brand spanking new ones? If, if I, I think new. Yeah, if, yeah, if I'm a betting man, I would say new. Why tie games that the previous Telltale company did when all that's going to do is conjure up bad memories of what they well, did prior? I'll take it a step further than that. There's only one game that actually put that company on the map, and that was The Walking Dead, the first episode right. that they did for The Walking Dead. They have not had a success anywhere near that magnitude since then. True. Yeah. Why revisit shit that you know is not put, not go doing gangbusters? True. No point. True. Very well, true. I think in that in that regard, um, like games like The Wolf Among Us. And uh, well, they did good, but they didn't do fucking you know episode one of uh, Walking Dead good. And I think I think if you look at Telltale's record, you don't sure you want that that Walking Dead success. But Walking Dead was also a um, one of those like uh, uh, lightning in a bottle situations where that game came out when the show's popularity was at its peak. Yeah. Yep. Um, you look at like the the Game of Thrones game that came out. The reason that it failed wasn't that it was a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. The fucking first episode made me cry for Christ's sake. Um, it was that it was in the middle of the show's run. Its popularity wasn't that big, and marketing was a huge problem. I didn't even know I they that, did one. I didn't oh, yeah. know they did one yeah, for did. Game of Thrones. I'm going to be honest. They did one, yeah. I'm, I vaguely it's, remember seeing it too, actually. <laughs> Like, Funny I enough, vaguely remember hearing about like the Minecraft one about Marvel. I never heard about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Which should I tell you how the bad first... the marketing was. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't. I see. That's the thing is, like, I played the whole thing eventually, but I streamed on Heat the first episode, cried on stream uh, because oh, I accidentally bitch. got it. Well, <laughs> here was the thing. It's, it's two hours long, so it's about the length of a film. And I got really attached to these characters, which is a dumb fucking thing to do in Game of Thrones. And, you, um, you forgot rule one of Game of Thrones. I sure as fuck did. <laughs> uh, and uh, at the end of the first episode, a character dies that I didn't want them to die. Learned later that it was completely out of my fucking choice. Like how they died was in my choice, but you know, you know how that works. It's the fucking yeah. like illusion. You can't stop situation. them from dying, but you can make it be less painful. Yeah. I ma- oh, I made it painful. Oh, I accidentally <laughs> inadvertently made it painful. Oof. Um, we probably just made it worse. Oof. But it, 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 like, again, broke the first rule of fucking Game of Thrones and, like, legitimately was, like, upset by it on stream. Mm. Uh, here's the problem, though. Never advertised any other episodes, completely fucking forgot the thing was a thing, and I didn't play the rest of it until it came out on disc. And they were like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was yeah. it was so poorly fucking advertised. I think it was a lot of that had to do with the fact that HBO almost completely didn't fund the fucker at all. It was like we're not spending any money on advertising this shit. It's like um, it's like here's money for the game, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about of. right. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, Christ, there was there was a there was a different Game of Thrones Game of Thrones based game. Wait, here's a question: Where, Was that before or after AT and T bought HBO? Mm, I, I have I no don't idea. Know. Yeah. I'm just curious. Can we can we link this back to blaming AT and T? I like to blame AT and T whenever possible. I mean, you. I mean, hey, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> I would honestly look up the dates and see if that's the case. Because if that's the case, that's really fucking funny. Uh, but there was also a, a Game of Thrones, like an HBO produced Game of Thrones game. It's a fucking terrible game, but I've it's produced by one. HBO. And it was also very poorly advertised. Like See, I heard about that though. I actually well, heard I think about you that heard, one. You might have heard about that one because of how bad it was. <laughs> well, I heard about it, and then like three days later, I, I heard how fucking horrendous it was, and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I yeah, know like, that. I, 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 I like. I think I stumbled across an article or something that mentioned it briefly, like. HBO put out this new game, and then like three days later, it's like, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things I always remember is that when the Game Grumps played it, when they had uh, the guy who plays um, Grey Worm on, uh, oh, oh yeah. what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name. Suddenly, but anyway, yeah, they had him as a guest on, and they played it on there, and people in the chat were, or the, the sorry, the comments were just like, I didn't even know a Game of Thrones game existed. Yeah, let wow. alone a fucking Telltale one. Wow. Yeah. So, it was really funny to me. But but yeah, like I think, it, from what I want Telltale, uh, what I want new Telltale to do, is, like, you have the Wolf Among Us. Let's let's go with that. Let's explore that. I think that there's a lot there you could do with that world, outside of that game. Uh, you don't really need Batman. You sure you can if you want, but you don't need it. And fuck the other IPs. Well, let's be honest. Batman as an IP for video games has always been super touch and go. Always. Yeah. Like, it's either like, this is a decent game, or what the fuck is this bullshit? I think the best best Batman game we've ever had is the Arkham series. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Arguably Knight. Arguably Knight, but... uh, Uh, I'm just going to say Microsoft Game Store. Or what was it? Microsoft Live, or whatever the fuck they were pushing that made that fucking port terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fuck. I remember. Yeah. I remember why that port was Shit. bad because they fucking they they outsourced that. They outsourced the port. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking horrendous. Holy God, it's awful. Holy that shit. That was a train wreck. Yeah. Because I watched like I I watched my buddy play it and I saw no problems no. ever. Like we'd never experienced a glitch, but we he played it on Xbox and no. I, I saw that. I saw uh, like people were just like, oh, it's it's unplayable on PC. And I was like, I what? do want to say if you ever want to watch one of the most entertaining. Because it's frustrating for the person to speed runs, find somebody speed running that. <laughs> I've mm. seen people do it. I've seen them do it at games done quick. Mm. I've seen I've seen speedrunners almost come to tears because mm. of how frustrating they, it gets. Mm. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say though, what I was gonna say though, outside of that, is I think the second best Batman game we've ever had is the Telltale ones, uh, for two reasons. A big thing about Batman that a lot of people tend to forget is that Batman's a fucking detective. <laughs> 
And yeah. those are the only yeah. two games that I can think of where they make Batman a fucking detective franchise is that they make Batman a detective. Yeah. Rather than I'm just going to beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> right, right. Or fucking have a meltdown because somebody mentioned the name Martha. Um, Martha! <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like I, I, I really, if they want to continue with Batman, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to argue it. Uh, my concern is that I don't want them to pick up where the other IPs left off. Yeah, leave them alone, drop them, start completely anew because you're gonna have new writers. Like, don't don't try to push this whole like. Well, these writers have to like. Don't give them that stress. Yeah, let them fucking breathe. Let them have some fun. Yeah, don't have them try and pick up on other people's it, unless you're gonna bring back those writers for those games, anyways. In which case, okay. I can yeah. understand that one. Right. But don't try and make writers pick up where other writers left off. That's how you get shit like the Wheel of Time series ending. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, I, like, I love... I... Like, like, for the Wheel of Time series, if you've ever read the entire series all the way through, you can literally tell where the uh, original author's notes stop and he picked up and had to finish it off. You can... It's like literally within a chapter, you're like, oh... That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. Nice. I remember. Re- I I, did, I never experienced it myself, but I read about it. Um, but yeah, like I, like I my, my if I go top tier, like best to to worst, or not worst, but maybe my top three Telltale games. It's uh, fucking Wolf Among Us is number one. That motherfucker is so good. Um, number two is the Tales from the Borderlands. Um, and then number three is the first episode of Walking Dead. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna ask you, Greg. Are are you saying Wolf Among Us is good? Because we had that interview a long, long time ago. With the I voice honestly actor. forgot about it. <laughs> I honestly forgot we had an interview with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's just it's if you haven't had a chance to play it, it is incredibly in depth. It utilizes this idea that the comics built in fables. Which that's what it's based off of. I, not even just based off of. That's what it's fucking from. Mm-hmm. Um, but it utilizes this story um, from fables or the idea from fables, where it's not interjecting with the comic. It almost feels like it's parallel with the comic. Like if there was a chunk of time away from the comic, that's what you're playing. Um, but what makes it so compelling outside of that is it's a legit good fucking noir story. Like a detective noir kind of thing. And your detective is the goddamn big bad wolf that looks like a a human. It's awesome. It's legitimately fucking rad. Uh, And then, of course, the fucking Tells from the Borderlands. It takes place in the Borderlands world. Um, It takes place right after 2. So if you kind of wanted to know what was going to happen to certain, like Hyperion or whatever, like that's the game you want to play. Plus, it is so well acted and so well written. Uh, I just, I fucking love those two so much. So much. They're so good. Nice. Anyway. Cool. I'm happy Telltale's back. I hope that we get to see a lot of rad stuff. And I hope that uh, LGC does, or L- LCG? One of the two. I hope that they don't fuck up Telltale like Telltale did before. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope they learn from what happened and hopefully... You know, things will go better for anybody working there. So, all right. Well, they can't go much worse. That's true. That's true. 
Yeah, Fair enough. Wait, let's be honest here. The yeah. only way it gets worse is that the final people that are left there, they just shut out the entire company and you're all out of on the street. Yeah. Like, that's the only way it gets worse at this point. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> very true. All right, so moving on to our next story at hand, and this one's going to be talked about by Alex. So mine's a, mine's a one that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, it's something that we've covered previously, but this is uh, a little bit more specific. It's one from GameSpot. Uh, it's John Carmack. We all know him, Doom guy. Yeah. Uh, talks about gaming's culture of long working hours. Now, I'm not going to read the entire article because this article is decently long. But basically what it boils down to is that John doesn't feel like there's any kind of issue with the hours people work in the gaming industry because, uh, and he does go to say like, okay, well maybe, you know, he's out of touch. Maybe he's got rose tinted glasses, blah, blah, blah. But he's very, very upfront. And he, uh, by the way, he said this on the Joe, uh, Joe Rogan experience podcast, but he's very much like there, the, there's no issue with it because like, look, the gaming industry doesn't pay well. It does not have good benefits. Like your, your benefits packages are shit. Like you do this because this is something you love to do. So there's absolutely no problem with doing long working hours. Um, he goes on further to say things along the lines of like he, uh, for the game, co- the kind of disregards the game companies that, you know, mandate it because crunch time is crunch time is crunch time in the gaming industry every company has it to some degree any any developer even it doesn't even have to be the game industry any developer has crunch time to some degree but he goes on to talk about how he doesn't believe that game companies will tell employees that it's not mandatory overtime but you're expected to do it anyways he doesn't believe that's a thing. And then he says, like, but I've never been in HR, and I've never been in that kind of position, but I just don't think it's a real thing. Mm. What was the last game that he helped develop to that extent? Dude, I don't even fucking know. Back in the day thinking, of ID. It's back in the day. I was thinking, day. like, I was thinking Doom 3, maybe? That's, that's well, my... still, he does go to say he still pulls really long hours. He's a CTO now um, for Oculus Rift. He still pulls 14-hour workdays. Uh, I think it said 14. He actually mentioned it specifically in here. No, 13-hour workdays. So he still pulls a 13-hour workday, but will not work more than that because he doesn't feel that he's any use after that. Here's the thing. He's a fucking CTO. No one's going to fucking call him on it and be like, no, you need to work more. That's not how that works at that level. Yeah. Sorry, this this seems very like... Like, this is I'm very much like, I have experience, I ran a company, and that's not a thing that happens. Bitch, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... He, he does He does say in the article that he's never worked at, like, one of the EA or Activision big dev, uh, like, centers. So maybe it's different, but no, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. As somebody who worked in this industry, I worked as QA. I, I was a contract employee, and there was never mandatory overtime. But it was well understood that if you did not work all the overtime hours, you were not coming back next game. End of discussion. Yeah. The last game it looks like that he fully on, full on worked on, like as a programmer and developer, was Rage in 2011. Wow. But at the There's same a- time, look this name recognition. You're not going to tell him, hey, by the way, if you don't work these, you're like, you don't have to work these. But if you don't work these, you're not coming back. You don't say that to him. You just, I hate no, to use the dumb. phrase. I hate, I hate to use the phrase, but his uh, his privilege is showing. 
Yeah. Yes. No, super privileged. Yes. And he, he kind of, like I said, he kind of acknowledged the fact that, like, he's kind of privileged. Maybe that's, maybe that's the reason why, but he doesn't believe that. Like, mm. just give a shit what you believe. There are people that believe the earth is flat. It's not flat. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make it true. Yeah. It, it's, it, it just comes out as tone deaf. Um, if he does not realize what's going on in the game industry, how people have been speaking out more about the experiences, how there's a union that is uh, still in development in the game industry that's been pushed hard for, like he's very tone deaf and he now, fails to realize I, I that. Do, I do agree with one point he made. If somebody is truly 100% like, I don't mind, I will work the 16-hour day, whatever, no problem, I'm happy to do it, they should be able to do it. I agree with that. That point I agree with, because most of the times when I was working the overtime hours, I didn't mind. But there are some days where, like, I was dead on my feet. I was basically just sitting in a chair occupying space. I needed out of there, but I couldn't leave because if I left, my job's gone, basically. So I agree. If the person wants to work it, 100% truly wants to work it, let them work whatever hours, as long as it's not detrimental to their health. Outside of that never imply in any way shape or form that if you don't work this you don't have a job in the future or you'll lose your job and that does happen unfortunately that's absolutely ridiculous too when that happens mm -hmm. yeah, and it happens mostly to the contract employees i don't think it happens to the devs so much because you don't really look at your devs and be like if you don't work these hours you're fired but it definitely happens to the contractors they bring in um, which is what we saw with rockstar so recently yeah, yeah. rockstar is the perfect example of this it's been all over the gaming news if you pay attention to the gaming news at all we have talked about it it is something they were doing where it's like well you don't have to but if you don't work the 18 hours you probably don't have a job yeah it was heavily implied and yeah it was definitely something that um you know recently they've corrected on hiring all their contractors as full-time yeah. employees which but... is great news and yeah. to those contractors by the way for gutting it out and getting oh. a full-time employee that's actually impressive in the qa industry Props. like that almost yeah. never happens the only time you get hired as full-time qa like that is when you're like a qa lead yeah sounds about right man um i carmack you know first thing Shut up. Uh, second thing. Uh... God damn. There was no. <laughs> no, no. no, no, no I'll say it too. Like, you, you once upon a time were a great dev. Shut absolutely. the fuck up now. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, your, your settlement's exactly. Like, uh, you know, I, I have huge respect for John Crime for what he did, uh, you know, over the years and, you know, the games he helped produce. And hell, fucking Doom is my favorite game of all time. And he definitely helped, had a hand in it. But. It definitely has shown, like, in this interview, like, you know, it, it is tone deaf to what he's saying. And, like, it's it's almost like the old man in the uh, uh, in the Simpsons just shaking at the clouds. Like, dude, shut up. Like, times have changed. You know, you're obviously a much better... Damn you clouds ruin the game industry. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, he's in a much different position than he is uh, back then. And it's much, much more of a different world today than it was back then. Um... So yeah, like it's it's basically comes comes down to that with John Carmack. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else really have to say, but like you know, it's you know some people don't change over time and evolve with the, with whatever medium it is, and it definitely shows that there's more time has gone on. So yeah, he 
this is what happens, and I'm a firm believer that this should happen in quite a few more industries than it actually happens. Especially, I my background is mainly in customer service, phone support. I honestly believe that your higher-ups should be mandated to work in the trenches with their employees at least once a quarter mm -hmm. so that they remember what the fuck it's like. Because mm -hmm. it's hard to manage somebody when you've been outside of that job for so long that you no longer know what they actually have to do or put up with. Yes. Preach it. Like, and I'm not saying, like, you have to work a month there. I'm saying, like, work a week. Walk a, for in their shoes for a week with their exact exactly what their schedule is and see what it's like. Absolutely. This is, this I is, love it. It's, it's, it's a very similar argument I have to people who don't understand what customer service is. Like, I truly believe that if people had, if, like, you just for a month have to do customer service, our, like, customers wouldn't be such assholes sometimes. True story. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they're like me, I'm still an asshole with bad customer service. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I'm true. If you're if you're bad at customer service, I am a dick to you on the phone. <laughs> bad bad customer service is different from what I'm referring to, where the customer's okay. being you know nice. And they, yeah, you're, and you're talking about just like they're jackasses because they're jackasses. Yeah, like the woman okay. who fucking no joke. When I was working at the gas station at A and PM, uh, middle of the day, she comes inside the store soaking wet. Raining, raven, ranting, and raving that the that the car wash messed up her car. So we called the the manager in, and in the time being, she's asking for towels, getting angry, yelling at me and the other girl I'm working with. While we're waiting for the manager to come in on her day off, um, it, right before the manager comes in, another customer says, "So, ma'am, what happened?" And she says, "Well, I was in my car wash. I was in the car wash going through, and something something happened to where my my." Uh, uh, I had to open my sunroof. Huh. The woman goes. The woman goes. Did you you opened your sunroof in the middle of the car wash? She goes. Yeah, I had to. Okay, that seems very strange that you would have to. And then what happened? She goes. So I just got out of my car. <laughs> yeah. It's... And here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a bilingual fucking. <laughs> Look, when it fits, it fits. I mean, uh, it fits. Just not what I was expecting today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. There's Alex's story in this uh, in this part of the podcast. To me, hey, hello. What's going on? Um, we've got some uh, some some things that I think that Gray needs to talk about in the in the world of Overwatch. And if you've not seen recently in the news, there's some things been happening. There's some things that I'm actually I'm I'm very curious about. I really want to hear uh, Greg's thoughts on this. So I'm gonna roll that intro, but uh, it's time for the Overwatch minute with Greg Beats. Wiggle, wiggle. Uh, okay, so before I get into the big news, I kind of want to bring something up real quick that I thought was fascinating. There's a small rumor about changes to the next season of competitive. 
uh, right now, the way the competitive works is that it's a roll queue. Um, you you start your search, and it, it, well, you kind of go into it, and it's just like, hey, do you want to play tank, support, or uh, uh, damage? Damage. Thank you. You're welcome. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> I pick. I don't fucking ever play damage, so that's why I'm like, my brain went. No, I don't remember. Uh, but then, then you hit X on it, and, and and if you're playing with other people, they hit X on whatever whatever role they want. And then you start finding a, a queue. There's been a big problem with damage, where it takes an astronomical amount of time to find a match if you're solo queuing as damage. Uh, one girl, uh, she was in queue for like 60 minutes. No joke. Don't know why. That seems ridiculously long. But she was. And so there was this big thing about how, like, is it when people play tank or support, it's immediate, but when you play as damage, it's taking so long. And other people are talking about, like, if they have a, a five-man team, it's taking a really long time. A lot of it has to do with the fact that, first off, roll queue is in beta. Uh, they're working on things. They're trying to figure out how to balance it properly. Uh, because, as I pointed out last last time I talked about this, it's, it's necessary. Unfortunately, it's necessary. Uh, too many people just, they, they like to do GOATS, which is three tanks, three healers. Um, or they like to do all damage, or they just kind of pick whoever the fuck they want if it doesn't fit, and they're being hard counterpicked. They don't, people don't pay attention to that. So being forced to kind of have bunker comp is really beneficial to people who want to play properly. Um, but again, the problem is, is how do you balance that? How do you get that correct when it comes to queuing up? Um, and I think they're trying to figure that out, which is why, again, this is a beta. So the running theory is right now, or the running idea, is that at the end of this season, competitive is going to go back to how it was, without roll queue. Um, and, and Sigma won't even be in competitive, where he is right now. Uh, that they kind of just were like, fuck it, throw him into that competitive, into, into roll queue, because he's new and roll queue's new, so fuck it, why not? Um, so I don't know. Uh, uh, next, this season's supposed to end very soon. I think in like three, no, this upcoming Tuesday it's over. So there could be a big shift. I might, the, all this might be totally wrong and like it just might be another, like they might not even say beta on the roll queue anymore. So I don't fucking know. But that's the running idea. There's a few nerfs that are coming, especially to Zarya and Symmetra. Where right now, um, if, if Zarya is full beam and Symmetra's full beam, it's it, you just get cut in half, you just really do. It sucks. Um, so the 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 thickness of their beam is going to be uh, downed a little bit, and um, apparently it's going to take longer for Zarya's uh, uh, power to increase. So as it is right now, the way that she works is if she bubbles uh, herself or or a teammate. And that bubble takes damage. She gains more ability to output that damage. Um, if there's like a May or a Junkrat, or she stands in a Hanzo alt, she gets a hundred percent really fast. So the idea is that 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 hundred percent doesn't come in as quickly, making her a good tank, but not as strong in that regard. Um, and then for Symmetra, like they're just toning down the way that it scales up in damage on her beam. So 
it's fascinating. I'm interested. I hope that it changes and that people aren't fucking constantly just picking Zarya and Symmetra and then fucking hugging each other's buttholes. It's driving me nuts, dude. It's driving me nuts because I'll be a Lucio at full health and then just get hit by both their lasers and I'm dead. I'm just like, why? I, I was at full health. I shouldn't be dead. Have it you, drives me nuts. Have you, have you played anime fighting games? <laughs> get wrecked, noob. Get good. Get good. Both the worst. I'm I'm saying this from a complaint place of it's never fucking happened before. So, um, okay. So on to the bigger news. Um, very recently here, there was an accidental posting on Amazon of a licensed Nintendo Switch case, uh, licensed by both Nintendo and Blizzard that has the Overwatch logo and Overwatch colors of, of orange and black or gold and black, whatever. And, uh, actually one of the cool little details on it, by the way, is that the zipper button or the zipper parts are Joy-Cons. Um, the little dangly bits. Hmm. Uh, but as soon as it was posted, it was almost taken down. It was really fucking quick within like five minutes. But of course, the internet's forever, as a lot of you know. And uh, so the speculation is this. One of two things. The first one being that the, that Overwatch is coming to the Switch, which I think is a rad idea. But I also think that if, that if, if Overwatch is coming to the Switch, what I'm really, really, really hoping they do is they're like, you still got to pay $60 for it on the Switch. But if you do that, all of, like we're going to basically have this giant cloud system where your account can be moved essentially, and I can have all my skins on the Switch. Um, if that's the case, then that to me is worth the sixty dollars. Um, Alex is shaking his head. That'll Doesn't that'll believe. never happen. Let's be honest. Money, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. But... Now they might do something like, "Hey, pay us a hundred bucks, and we'll let you transfer it to the Switch, but it'll be exclusively on the Switch." Fuck that. I'll just keep it on my Xbox. Like Exactly. Uh, that being happen. said, that being said, uh, there's a there's a different theory that I think is actually closer to the truth than just Overwatch being on the Switch. Um, to me, the Overwatch is two and a half years old. P putting it on the Switch without any uh, and without anybody's progression being moved just seems like a poor move. Um, but during the weekend, there was an internal uh, uh, email or something like that that got put out about a new Smash character. And in it, they talk about how the Smash character is female. And that it's a, a person that nobody's been asking for and everyone's going to be very upset or confused by it, by this character. Um, now, one of the rules within smash is that a character can only be in smash if their origin is video game as long as their first outing in the world was in a video game they can be in smash that's kind of the main rule so the running the running theory is that tracer is going to be the new character in smash thank you alex you're welcome yes. <laughs> i haven't heard uh, any of this news by the way i'm just like no that's gonna be tracer okay <laughs> Yeah. Well, at first off, it's, it's got to be the cover character. It's got to be the first character they created. No, it's got to be Tracer. Tracer is hands down the most popular character out of all of the ones they've created. She has the most fan art. She has the most people who love that character. She has literally the most character development that they've given anybody. Fuck, they made her gay. Nobody asked them to, but they made her gay. <laughs> See, here's here's my argument against that. She has less porn than D.Va. 
How would okay. you? How would you know? Except, first off, I want to know how you know. How would that. I not know? You the <laughs> Second off, Nintendo's still trying to pretend they're a family-friendly company, so let's not go with the porn actress. Basically. <laughs> I'm just saying we're going fan art. I don't think that Rule Thirty Four is not fan art. No, no, we're, we're talking the fan art that is not. Whoa! Why does she take three dicks up her ass at the same time? Fan art. <laughs> I don't. I don't kink shit. And if that doesn't exist, I'm very disappointed in all of the internet artists. I, I will. I don't know that I've seen three dicks in her ass per se. I've seen three dicks near her face. No, in her I've ass, seen tentacle I'm, stuff. I will bet you money there is a picture somewhere on the internet of Diva with three dicks in her ass. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I if haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and if it doesn't exist, I am deeply disappointed in. Everybody. I am just so everybody on the internet. I'm just so curious to see everybody's uh, reaction to this one segment on YouTube <laughs> when, it, when it goes up. <laughs> wow! Uh, like, what the fuck is that about three dicks for? What the hell? Oh man! Uh, That's Alex's my wife. Is gonna be weird. That's yeah. my wife. Oh god. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, the running theory is that on the 16th or the 13th, I'm sorry, the 13th when Smash does their new direct. They will announce Tracer on 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 Smash and the new case, um, because I honestly feel like if they were bringing Overwatch to the Switch, it'd be a bigger thing. I think a character and a case seems right in the right like spot. Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like they'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna have a Overwatch themed console," like that would be worth like bringing the whole game to the Switch, but. For just a character in, in in Smash, a case seems perfect. So um, nothing else has come out. Like that's literally the only two things that we know for sure. Um, so like, I don't know. I, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm I like, if the case is sold separately, I might just buy the case, even though I have like a industrial ass fucking giant case for my Switch, and then this lady purse version. Huh. Yeah, nice. On it. nice. Like it's it. seriously, it's seriously a fucking lady purse. I'm not, I'm not even, or I'm not purse, but lady wallet. I'm not joking. Like it, I can fit everything that it's I own. A clutch, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's that's all that's Overwatch right now. I'm I'm excited to see what's coming up on the 13th. Uh, and I'll let you guys know next week on the podcast how the the um uh. The season went for the competitive, if it changed at all. Cool. But also next month, I don't know how much Overwatch I'll be getting in because next month Gears Five comes out, and a week after that, Borderlands Three. So I'm mm. kind of like, I don't know how much Overwatch I'm actually going to play next month. Yeah. Not oh, much. Man. That. Yeah. The finite limit of time. Hmm. John Madden came out of his grave and basically said that yes, there are video games. Let there be games. All right. Well, that has been your Overwatch Minute with Greg Deets. All right. So, going from one segment to another. I'm hoping that my, uh, okay, it didn't crash. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, up next, we have another segment, which we like to dub. Um, used to be Greg's segment. Now it's Alex's segment. But uh, it is time for um, My Year Wrong with Alex. Also, so, wait, before you start, Alex, you're completely black. <laughs> I am? Yes, oh, you are. I'm not on my side. Let me refresh. Okay. Well, as he's doing that, hey, hello, everybody. 
I don't. Uh, just see a picture of you. Oh, there's two of me. <laughs> oh, I gotta do something, you motherfucker. There's two of me. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, this is. I don't. Weird. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. For those listening at home, Alex is having some <laughs> weird things going on. Apparently, there's two of them on my screen. Um... Yeah, I have, I somehow managed to double join the call. I don't know how. Okay, I will have to do some quick maneuvering here. So uh... I can try and refresh. One sec, let me. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the call real quick. We'll see if that fixes. All right. <laughs> so he refreshes the whole thing, and then all of a sudden, there's three of them. I know. <laughs> he multiplies. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Ah. Uh, so, podcast listeners, yes, we are in the midst of figuring it out. Oh, there he is. There's still two of me. There's still two of me. <laughs> but you're in the right spot where you're supposed to be, so that helps. I'm in the right spot, whatever. That's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> all right, so again, let's try this again. This is Why You're Wrong with Alex. So, I just want to say that there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to pick. Um, one of the ones what, that we did was actually the article that I covered was one of the ones I was thinking about doing. But... This one just hits a chord in me that just screams corporate greed, and this isn't really so much a how uh, why you're wrong for our consumer base. It's why you're wrong for the corporations who are looking at gaming. K Swiss and Nike have both decided to jump into esports branding for their clothing lines. On top of that. Ninja, if you don't know who Ninja is, he is literally the highest paid streamer on Twitch. He makes uh, half a million dollars per month. Uh, he now has a partnership with, uh, who was it that he came out with? Um, Adidas? One sec, where did it go? Also, correction, he's... Adidas. Yeah, correction, he is with Mixer now. No longer on Twitch. Uh, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> whatever. On Mixer. Fuck you, Ninja. Uh, so he now has a sponsorship with Adidas. What does this tell you? This tells you that video games and esports and Twitch or just streaming in general, I guess, because mix is a thing, uh, has become so large that we now have clothing companies looking at sponsoring or marketing directly to us. For example, K-Swiss has a shoe out. It's literally branded as an eSports shoe for $125. Who the fuck needs a goddamn fucking shoe to play video games? I don't wear shoes when I play video games 90% of the time. Who the fuck is this for? Who is literally walking around and and competing in eSports at the same time? This is bullshit. Do not buy this crap. It's dumb as fuck. And this is how we get these stupid-ass corporate people involved in gaming that completely ruin everything. They've ruined everything else we've ever loved. Don't let them ruin this shit, too. There's no reason for them to be in this shit. There's no reason to buy this shit. If you want to buy a K-Swiss or you want to buy a Nike shoe or an Adidas shoe, by all means, go for it. Don't go for the 125 gaming shoe because that's no different than you getting gaming glasses. You don't need gaming glasses. Gunners do yeah. not need to exist. Yeah. You don't need yeah. gaming glasses. I, can agree I need that. glasses yeah. to see. Gaming glasses don't need I'm to sorry, exist because you can literally you can literally go and change the fucking tint on your screen to get the exact same effect that gaming glasses give you. Don't buy into this bullshit. Or better yet, you want gunners? 
go get real ones. Go down to fucking best, uh, like a uh, big five or Dick's Sporting Goods store and buy literal, literally gun range glasses. Exact same bullshit. It's just tinted yellow. That's all it is. Please don't buy into this crap anymore. For the love of God, we, we need to stop. And that's it. That's why you're wrong. Oh my god, I, I am so sorry for interjecting. I could not stop laughing at fucking gamer shoes. It's gamer <laughs> shoes! Seriously! Literally, that I've got it here. K-Swiss has launched a limited edition. Limited edition. Because you know if it sells, they're not going to make it limited edition. Specifically for esports players with Brent, with the brand claiming the $125 shoe is the first of its kind. Who the fuck needs this? Who needs this? Yeah. And it, it's very clearly like if, if it's if it's a shoe or a shirt or pants or or sunglasses, it's very clearly marketing towards kids who want to to buy stuff with ninja's face on it. Yeah. Exactly. That's evidently yeah. fucking clear. Yeah. Which is you know what? If you want to buy a Team Ninja shirt, God bless you, go off and do it. Buy it from Ninja. He doesn't need the money, but fucking buy it straight from his store. Uh, if you want to be somebody who goes into gaming professionally, if you want to become an eSports player, gotta buy buy, get, get, don't buy a fucking shoe. Don't buy a fucking shoe. Don't buy a pair of gunners. Don't go out there and $200 on your first headset. Buy a you know $75 headset, get a decent computer, which you can get for five to $600, Greg can probably attest to that. You can get one for about five to six hundred dollars. That'll be decent, and it will play the vast majority of games. And fucking practice. That's it. That's how you become esports player. You literally buy buy computer, buy game, buy a headset, have fun. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's fucking hilarious to me that I don't it's see the problem with like shoot. what the. Yeah, I was like, I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem with like Ninja's personal store or any other esports players. Their personal store having yeah. a shoe. If you as long as the toss thing, go for it. It's a, it's an esports as long team as supporting not, that team. As long as they're not advertising the shoe as it'll enhance your performance, I'm fine with it. If it's just a fucking shoe with a logo on it, what the I'm fuck? Gonna, I'm going to call timeout right there. I'm going to literally quote this article. Created in collaboration with esports firm Immortals Gaming Club, oh. the One Tap Shoe promises to enhance esports players' performance. Uh, How? Uh, How? Uh, <laughs> That's absolutely wow. the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. K Swiss slip on wow. sneaker features lightweight, flexible material with an elasticated closure for a snug fit, in quotes, snug fit as well as venting unit to make it breathable in warmer climates and a wool-lined insole that can be inserted to make the shoes feel warmer. Gamers can also fold down the sneaker's heel for a slipper-like feel for the long hours a match, uh, for the long hours during a match or practice. By the way, that whole last part, slipper-like feel, all the way to the end, is all in quotes. You know what's also really comfortable when you're doing long, long sessions of uh, gaming and practicing? Uh, nudity. It's true. As long as you're not on stream, I 100% support this. Right. Uh, so this is stupid. This is fucking dumb. Yeah. Thank you for introducing to me, uh, this, to me Alex. Yeah. I didn't yeah. read this in my goddamn um, life. Let's see. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, I didn't even read the full article. I'm just like, no. 
no, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> it's it's fucking outrageous. The and it's literally them yeah. just looking to cash in on it. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The only oh, yeah. the only thing I can say is be, in, in that, be, before you brought up the information, I was like, oh, that's completely dumb. Um, the only thing I, I wanted to add was that more than likely they are going towards the audience that they've not really tapped into. Like esports is a big it's a big thing and it's becoming much more bigger and companies are to realize that. So no again, naturally again, uh, they're gonna grab Anthony, I I don't think that there's a problem with putting an esports player's face on a shirt. Not a problem. Or, or, or a shoe, That's, I guess. You could just throw it on a shoe. That's fine, I guess. Yeah. It's like I I didn't go to Walmart and buy a fucking shirt that had Michael Jordan on it because I thought it'd make me better at basketball. I bought a but fucking you know some dumbass kid did. Exactly. Exactly. Order shoes. Like the shoes are different. The shoe that makes sense with basketball. This <laughs> like so bad it keeps breaking my my fucking uh my fucking call. The <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh well, I'm actually oh, I'm actually astounded here, by this one. Here, but here's where it gets even worse. So we have a huge quote here from uh, some guy. His name is Eric Hagstr- Hagstrom. He is a forecasting analyst at eMarketer. Don't know the company. I'm assuming they market for mm-hmm. uh, esports, video games, things like that. Here's the quote, and I'm going to read you the whole thing. I want you guys to let me get through this, okay? Okay. All and right. then once I'm finished. Tell me what the part is that stands out where it's like, holy fuck, that's why they're doing it. Gaming content on live streaming platforms such as Twitch has more views than HBO, Netflix, Hulu, and ESPN combined, and the viewership of some of the big esports tournaments are double the viewing audience at the NBA Finals, he said. There is a massive reach, and it's among young men the hardest-to-reach demographic. Viewers typically have very high income and often don't consume other digital media that's supported by advertising, or they use ad blockers. They're difficult to reach in other ways. We're seeing a lot of growth in advertising on these events, and it's becoming more diverse. Big companies like Coca-Cola and Verizon have gotten involved. It's really beginning to mirror actual sports in terms of who's advertising. What part of that quote stands out to you of why they're doing this? The money part. Yeah. Right? High income? So what you're telling me is that this is a money grab. You you literally part, the part that, not you, the part that they say that is so evidently like, oh, it's it's the hand in the fucking cookie jar situation is where they're like, live streaming has more viewers than blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's clear. That's fucking clear. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for spelling it out for us. Yep. It, it just keeps crashing. I mean, I don't even know why. Yep. <laughs> Not like me talking about this topic. I, I, I'm all the way through, though. <laughs> yep. Apparently, his webcam hates him enough to where he's telling him to stop, and now he's completely black on my screen. So, <laughs> I think that's an indicator as to uh, ending the segment. But yeah, that's that's a new one. That's a, that's a definitely new one. I'm I'm actually pretty dumbfounded by the whole thing. So me again. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of the podcast. Um, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, before we go, as per usual, um, we'll go around, around the table. Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on any of the social medias under Chub Rock Geek. 
You can find me on Twitch and Mixer under Trump Rock Geek, where I'll be doing some Jackbox streams in the future. Um, either platform, so follow both. Uh, I'll be uh, saying that I'm going live on like Twitter and stuff like that, so um, it's pretty easy to find me there. Um, I also do a podcast with my buddy Josh called All Cued Up Podcast, where we talk about two uh, shows on an internet streaming platform, Amazon Prime, Netflix, soon to be Disney Plus, kind of. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of a, that's a little bit of a thing because apparently all of their original shows are going to be. <laughs> I'm, their... I'm getting it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I know. Here. I I have like a lot of friends I know are getting it, so I, I I'm not too worried about it, but. Um, all of their originals are going to be weekly. They're not going to be in one chunk like uh, everything else. So likely like the Mandalorian and, and all the Marvel shows we will review, but likely after they end. Um, so that's a thing uh, which Tush is not too happy about. I'm impartial to it. I don't really care. Because uh, we already have a shit ton of stuff to watch anyway and review, but whatever. Uh, that being said, um, if you want to check that podcast out, uh, go to allcuteuppodcast.com where we have all the episodes. We have actually two new episodes this week because we finished up the summer movie wager. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So what happened? (laughs) Oh, you lost. Oh, damn. (laughs) Uh, here's the thing. You didn't lose that bad and you beat me. Yeah. Eat it. (laughs) <laughs> i did i did the worst this year that i've ever done anything. wow who won i uh so a girl named monica i believe her name is oh uh she beat nate my buddy nate she beat him by one point wow it was her dark horse that that beat him essentially what, what was that what was the dark horse uh i think it was lion king yeah oh okay yeah, that uh, makes sense. But yeah Josh, that was, that was Josh gonna be a coin flip let's be honest mm-hmm I, I I mean I had it in my top ten, so I think I got three points for it, but I didn't put nowhere as number two. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy fucking year for movies because a lot of things made it into the top ten that I didn't think at all were. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made it to number ten. Didn't think that was gonna hit top ten at all. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's a crazy episode. So that's up right now. You can listen to that whole thing. There's also a short story beforehand where Josh didn't have coffee for about five hours and was losing his mind and it's hilarious um but uh uh, the other aspect is that i made a bet with josh that if that whoever loses has to do a thing where we eat something on camera for the for the youtube uh that's disgusting um so that'll be soon oh wow no, way worse than that. He's already having. Oh. He's he's kind of giving me a hint as to what he wants me to do. Um, he wants me to eat at least one bite of redneck poutine, which I don't know why it's redneck, but here we go. It's a Carolina Reaper, flayed uh. open uh. with with a piece of canned uh. canned oyster uh. with cottage cheese. Uh. And the worst thing on the planet that he could add to this tomato, um, which sounds Did weird. He, that, that does was, he hate you? Uh, and there's one more fucking ingredient on it that I don't remember what he said. Tune in to uh, find out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, uh, good lord. But yeah, the other episode is uh, is it's a little bit of a long one. But we do a second show called Uninhibited, where we just kind of do whatever the fuck we want, shoot the shit, play maybe a little game or something. And the first half of the show 
is basically us telling people that if you say the phrase this ruined my childhood to go fuck yourself. Um, so that's fun. If you want to listen to us talk about the like, fucking yell at people for an hour and 15 minutes, that's fun. And then we do a, and then we do a fun little thing for the last 45 where we paired, uh, um, a DC character versus a Marvel character. Uh, there was a big thing on Twitter that happened over the weekend where it was like, uh, uh dark side versus Thanos and, uh, people were arguing about it. So I was, I thought it was interesting. He put up a giant thread. So I was just reading each one. And we were going over like pros and cons of the character. Uh, there was one that I thought was like a really good matchup, which was Martian Manhunter versus Vision. And I was like, oh, that's a really good matchup because they have similar powers. And then Josh goes, oh, Vision wins that. And I go, why? He goes, because Martian Manhunter is afraid of fucking fire. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Vision just goes, hey, guess what? Fire, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, Vision wins that. Hands I, I was going to say, um, like, they just did a death battle between Thanos and uh, and Darkseid, like, not too long they? ago. They, they literally did, yeah. You should look it up. That. Yeah, pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, we, got, we run through a ton of it. So, yeah, if that's something that you're into, if you want to listen to this review, do that shit. Go check out allketopodcast.com. I promise it is a fun time. Awesome. And Alex, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find my Twitch stream under Bijou, B-I-G-I-E-U. Uh, you can also find my Twitter under the same. Uh, I would highly encourage you if you agree with me this week, because like I said, this week is not about me telling you you're wrong. This is more about me telling the companies to go fuck themselves. I think we should start, try and start a hashtag. Say the fuck out of gaming. I like it, but that's just me. But anyways, the point is, if you agree, please say so on Twitter. Let me know if you agree that fucking gaming shoes are retarded as fuck. I think we can all agree on that. It's not going to increase your gaming uh, your gaming ability because you have a fucking pair of shoes. Um, but yeah, those are the two places you can find me mainly at. And you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You follow work that we do at Mission Start Pod. Well, take that back. At by the time this goes out, be MissionStart.tv. Um, so definitely check it out there. Uh, this podcast will be up by Monday. And if you want to watch us instead of listening to us, you can see every segment uploaded on our YouTube channel Monday, Monday through Friday uh, to give you a full week of our thoughts on all the gaming news topics. Uh, that comes every week. Also, I forgot to mention, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash clawmaster underscore. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. I hope you uh, enjoy Labor Day if you're a PAX. You know, be safe. You know, make sure to drink water and sleep. for the love of God, please have hand sanitizers with you because I've heard so many stories of people coming back with the PAX pox and the sickness and all that jazz. So be careful out there. Um, with that being said, thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Go fuck yourself.